0: Welcome to Fusion Talk
1: with Anouk and Steve. So we've decided.
0: Oh, What did we decide? We don't know yet, but yes, we decided we are going to create a podcast.
1: Well, we got that bit decided. That was fine. The bit we didn't know was what it was going to be called.
0: No, we just decided that.
1: Don't tell everybody that. Let people think that we've been planning this for months. Well, we have actually been planning (laughs) this for months. We
0: we did. We are planning this for so long. We have so many names that we thought of, but none of them were good enough. So we just decided which name was covering the entire thing.
1: And we also talked about uh, what we were going to do. And that's changed slightly, I think, as we move things forward. So the new name, we think unless we change it in episode two, is Fusion Talk. Yeah. Because
0: we are going to talk about a lot of different things, not only being creative or brainstorm sessions or anything else, but also about technologies and maybe some left. We don't know.
1: And I think that's because we have different backgrounds. Yes. So you have a background in software and code. Yes. And I don't.
0: Oh, but, but you asked me to learn how you can learn. You ask uh, me to learn that you was that. was so. funny. That was,
1: I was bored on holiday. I, nev-
0: I never heard of you. have tried one of those things. <laughs> no,
1: I haven't had time. I haven't had time. She sent me some exercises to do. Anyway, look, this is Fusion Talk. Let's tell you who we are. Okay. Uh, Steve Dolby. Um, how do I describe myself? Uh, creative. Uh, I'm a bit of a creative left-field thinker. Uh, I do a lot of work around IT pro stuff. So I kind of do management consulting around IT. Uh, I'm currently managing infrastructure for a a large organization. So that's me, really. I'm creative. I like to think... Creative
0: of chaos.
1: (laughs) Create chaos. (laughs) Um, You aren't the first person that said that. That's very, very true. All right. Well, tell us about you then. I'll have a go then. My turn. (laughs) My turn.
0: So, my name is Anouk Fierens. I am also creative, uh, but more in the development and creating software. So, there was some really, really nice things to do. You need to be creative to get those things out of there and know how to work on that. And that's why I'm passionate about software development. I
1: fascinated s- with software development?
0: Fascinated.
1: Passionated. Fasc- passionated. <laughs> <Fascinated. laughs> I could live um, with passionated.
0: Yes, I don't,
1: I don't get the creative and the logic of being a programmer.
0: <laughs> you what? need
1: to turn the microphone around.
0: Why don't you get that?
1: It's because most software programmers I know tend to be a nerd, and you're definitely not a nerd, all right? <laughs> you actually live in the real world, <laughs> which is great stuff. Um, but But I always think that software developers have to be very logical rather than creative.
0: No, they don't need to be logical. Obviously not. They need to be creative and need to be able to think a little bit logical, but don't don't need to be logical.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I know you're creative. Uh, I absolutely understand that and uh, uh, understand that. And that's why we decided we'd try and get together and do something like this. Um, What we found was uh, we did some work together um, uh, over the last year. Um, And to be fair, you've been nominated for Microsoft MVP. Um, yes, I am an MVP. Uh, and so we talked about doing something creative, more creative. And here we are stuck in a podcast studio just outside Brussels, or <coughs> part of the fun. But we found that together, we were kind of creating value, creating better value, just because of the challenges we set each other and the way we challenged each other.
0: Yes, we don't accept everything what the other one is saying we start discussing about it and see what can bring together the best solution for everyone
1: yeah and that was working for us so we thought what we wanted to do was to try and share some of the techniques we both agree on and use uh, around creative thinking um, around creative ideas and uh, I guess here we are yes fusion talk
0: Yeah. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Fusion Talk.
1: With Anouk and Steve. So, we get a lot of decisions made by individuals that could easily be wrong because they're not clarified with a team of people and, and shared knowledge. Yes. Which, of course does not been the best out for an idea or, or any kind of direction or strategy.
0: No, it isn't. And that's why you should bring all of the people in one room and let them talk to each other.
1: <laughs> Easier said than done. costs money to do that.
0: Yeah, I know. But you get value from it. You get profit of it if you bring them into one room.
1: The value. Well, that kind of makes sense. I get that. I get that.
0: The profit you get from bringing all of these people together in one room is that they are started talking about to each other about ideas they have because people can have the same idea but don't speak them out to each other.
1: It also means they get to clarify the ideas of each other, yes. So they get you increase the value because people are developing ideas in each other and agreeing and disagreeing, so you get a natural. I guess you get a natural disregard of the ideas that won't work.
0: Yes, and also the ideas one person has get improved in there by other persons.
1: It's true. I think that there has to be a certain environment created, though, for sort of proper workshopping or ideation or whatever the posh words are that we call this stuff nowadays that environment has to be a safe place for them to be able to feel that they can say what they want without it being treated as negatively or without them any personal comments being made
0: yes and nowadays that's not most of the time not happening because people are afraid to tell an idea or afraid to tell what they think and how they feel about it
1: true so i guess before you run a a session like this in some way you need to kind of show that it is a safe space.
0: Yes, but that's not so easy to convince people about. Is it a safe space, yes or no?
1: So how do we go about it? It's important. Let's just get that first of all. If you're going to try and bring five or six people together into one space, then they all must feel able to make comments without getting negative responses back.
0: Yes, they all need to feel appreciated in the session and they need to feel appreciated with the people they are in the room. Yeah. So it's important that you know which people you bring together.
1: The right people, certainly. I think it's important that you get a certain amount of knowledge in the room based upon what you're trying to achieve and also a certain number of critique in the room so people can counter and challenge those ideas. Not to challenge the people, but challenge the ideas.
0: There is a thin line between challenging the people and challenging the ideas and they need to understand the difference between it.
1: Okay. So one assumes that they do, and you end up with this sort of safe space for people to say what they think. Then is that the only thing we need to worry about when we talk about brainstorming or requirements gathering?
0: No, there are many, many other things we need to worry about. Many. We'd we'll yeah. be here all night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how does the process work then do we think so um, is it as simple as just walking in a room and say hey guys we need a new idea for x
0: no you need to talk about first of all talk about the ideas you want to have or where you want to go with x you need to have a goal in front of you to work to so is it
1: always about clearing or or managing a solution maybe we need to understand what's going to be in the next release or the next update of Project X.
0: I don't think so. I think it can also be about gathering the right people in a room and saying, okay, think about what's coming up, where do you want to go to with uh, what we have already? Do you want to get improvements done or do you want to get some new things done
1: yeah that kind of makes some sense because you don't it's interesting you don't need to just meet for the sake of meeting so you obviously need to meet and fix something there's a challenge to meet or something's not working right but you're right i think there's also often a need just to say where are we going to go next with this piece of work or this application or this process, or this workflow. So yeah, I guess that could make sense. So you should be able to do these things quite quickly, I suppose. You don't have to plan them too much. You just get on and do it.
0: Yeah, it can be that all of the people you want to have be involved in there are in the same room. Or in the same building and you just say, hey, do you have some time today? And let's get in there in a the room and talk about those things.
1: No, I think there's some value to that. I mean, I, I have some working relationships where uh, for an hour, just two of us will sit in the room and put the challenge on the board and, and work out the options and sort of ideate the solutions.
0: We do the same. We do think do the same thing for uh, solutions we would like to create. We don't don't always be in the same room, but we do talk about those things online or um, in the same room and discuss things.
1: It's true. Uh, People may or may not know, we're trying to put together Cloud Built, which is uh, a new event where we're bringing multiple cloud suppliers together and trying to get people to network between clouds. And we've had some quite interesting discussions on the best way forward. Uh, And that's required that some of our ideas get thrown in the bin because they're just not good ideas.
0: No, but uh, we bring up the ideas to each other and we talk about it. And as long as we talk about an idea, sometimes we say, hey, this is the way we need to go. And other times we say, no, we don't do this. We throw it in the bin.
1: Yeah, so you also need to feel safe on saying no as much as supporting somebody based upon, I don't know, honesty and transparency. Yes. Because there's no point bringing somebody into some kind of ideation session or some kind of workshop or requirement session if they're trying to be somebody they're not, if they're trying to impress people or if they're Mm -hmm. trying to sort of... um, know identify themselves with a subject that they don't really know much about so the leader of the session needs to be aware of that and either turn it to his advantage
0: yes and saying no to an id doesn't mean you say no to a person you are working with agreed and if you are saying no at a respectful way people will agree and will understand and they will see what is going on and try to work on other ideas if needed
1: no i agree and that kind of makes some sense so if you could stick your eye into that camera again so that we can get our notes up that would be great (laughs) oh good yes screensavers are all well and good uh, they they protect your data uh, until you actually want your data <laughs> uh, and then you good.
0: yeah so you cannot look in the camera it well I can look work. in
1: the camera but it will say who the bloody hell are you
0: doesn't work no it
1: does not work <laughs> no, so this is cool so let's just recap this then so why do we do brainstorming so we do brainstorming to ideate and get new ideas
0: yes to generate new ideas and confirm them
1: confirm them I think that's important I think having affirmation from a group of people that this is the way to go, or at least the next thing that you want to try is important.
0: Yes, and not only confirming, but also supporting the ideas from other people in that room. So if you are up to one idea and it's not yours, but you can support it, and, and that's also important in brainstorm sessions.
1: No, it is. I think openness and honesty, we've talked about that, so people can feel safe uh and be unf- and supported in terms of uh the work or the things that they need to do yes cool and then the outcome i guess the outcome is focused and scoped based upon what this this the session leader there always needs to be somebody that owns that session
0: yes but before you go to the I- outcome you need to know uh some other things Ooh. about how is Brainstorm Session work? How do you interact with people? What do you need to think about? And if you don't do that properly, you don't have any outcome.
1: No, and I think we'll save that the next time.
0: Yes. Welcome to Fusion Talk.
1: With Anouk and Steve. All right, cool. So we wanted to, in this first podcast, talk about why and how. Yes in terms of brainstorming
0: managing and the outcome of cool. a brainstorm
1: so we've done those they're all knocked off they're done in the can well we think they are we'll see <laughs> when we play them back yes <laughs> uh, but there are a couple of areas that we wanted to expand on one was managing the brainstorm and the other one was kind of ideation which we'll get yeah. onto. to all right so brainstorming to me i think is is supposed to be free thinking not restricted say whatever you like
0: It is, and you have multiple ways that you can do it. And one of the ways is not only talking about it, but also taking some actions for it.
1: And what kind of actions?
0: Uh, Making sure the right people are in your brainstorm session and that there is one person responsible for it. And he can say, okay, now it's time we need to continue or keep the arguing going or things like that.
1: Yeah, so we we know that when we run them, we tend to be the people in charge of them because we we have the job of trying to work out what the output is. Yes. So any brainstorm session, as we said before, you need to understand what the scope of that is, and then you need to try and make sure everybody is aware of the scope that we're working within, uh, just so that you don't sort of um, sort of veer off in a direction that is irrelevant uh, because you're trying to get value out of five or six people being
0: in yes. the same space at the same time. And it's very important that they are all working on it and they are all involved in the brainstorm session so that not one person is left out. They, so, Everyone is there to give their ideas and with p- p- combining all of those ideas, you get great solutions, whatever you wa- way you want to go.
1: It's always a win-win. Yes. You might not always meet the scope though,
0: there, there is a person responsible for it. He needs to watch on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but there are times, I've run brainstorming sessions together before where you go in a room and you say, hey guys, we are going to create X. That's what our job is. We need to know how we're going to create X. But as you go through the brainstorming, as people start to develop more and more ideas, you find that actually X is not right. It's not the right solution. It's not where you want to go.
0: That could be possible. And then you need to talk about which way do you want to go. So you need to change the scope of your brainstorm in that moment. Yeah. And the person re- is the leader of the brainstorm session needs to be able to make that call. Yes,
1: I think that's true. I think having everybody needs to respect that there is some idea of some leadership in the room. Because the other problem is, of course, is if you end up with ideas being generated that are not got a focus point, then you basically could end up with chaos which is fine as long as you have enough chaos for it to be logical when you step back and you look at it but yeah you need people to be able to focus on where things are going
0: so about changing the scope of your brainstorm session i have a question for you okay what if you have more than one leader in the area that is taking over control of the brainstorm session
1: you're talking about me aren't you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. I never take over anything I never take over anything um, it is important uh, I think that uh, well let's take this let's let take this slightly session We'll we'll I'm come back to that question it's, I think it's a great question let, let's just get on to the fact that we want to plan on being we know what our scope is which basically means we need to plan that scope how we think we're going to get there because if you put four people in the car and you're all going to say, hey, let's go to X, and nobody knows where they're going to, and everybody has a go at putting directions in, then you're never going to get where you're going to get to, all right? You need to at least say, hey, look, we're going to go to uh, Frankfurt, which means that Where we're sitting here, we need to go from here to Cologne, um, Cologne down the motorway, and that'll get us to Frankfurt. And So I've got a rough idea of where I'm going. So there's a a journey idea. And brainstorm is the same way. I think you need to say, look, if we're going to decide on the strategy of um, our collaboration, then we need to say, look, I think what we need to do is... Work out which application we're going to roll out first. So then Mm -hmm. in our brainstorming, we should look at the value of those different applications for the business. And So I've got a rough idea of a plan. Yes. And of course, that might change. It could well be where everybody says one minute, hey, yeah, we're going to do OneDrive first. OneDrive is the one that makes sense. And then somebody says something like, yeah, but just a second, we don't work as individuals. There's an organization we work in small groups, and you go, okay, well, maybe SharePoint needs to be first then. Or so maybe the, Teams. Or maybe Teams. So you have that different direction. But then, as you say, what happens when you get a leader, the, or several leaders, or people think that they own their even space? So how do you deal with it? In in my mind, you always go back to the scope. If you change the scope, then that's fine. Go back to the revised scope.
0: But are we going to change the scope directly into the brainstorm session, or do we going to say, hey... We are not going to get there where we want to go. Let's quit it for today. Let's go back with one one or two leaders in there and discuss about the scope again and come back later. Or do we want to get people get involved with changing the scope?
1: You see, we can tell you're a consultant because that means you get paid more money if you do that. <laughs> I, no. There are times, I think, when you need to do that, but it's always a last resort for me if you walk away with not, getting where you wanted to get to no
0: but sometimes we need to do it and if that is the outcome of the brainstorm session there it's also fine because you know what's not going to work
1: so the value you get out of a session is that you had the wrong scope
0: the wrong scope thinking about an idea that is not going to work so you need to go back and define where do we want to go and then you have a new scope and you can start working on that
1: So you should never be afraid to actually say we're aiming for the wrong thing.
0: Yes, in my opinion.
1: Well, well, listen, it's about a creative brainstorming session, isn't it? Um, But I think, okay, well, let me ask a different question. Obviously, you've identified a problem there. What do you do then? Um, No, the question came in one ear and then went out the other. I thought of three more questions in the mean. So, uh, have you ever, that's right. That was the question I was going to ask. Have you ever been in sessions where you have not been able to deliver and you've had to walk away? Yes. How many times?
0: Two or three, maybe in the 14 years I'm working. There you go. So you have
1: (laughs) basically thought about the glass half empty. (laughs) Is this how these podcasts are going to work out? You're always going to be thinking about the problems you've had, not the successes.
0: (laughs) No, I'm just um, asking the question because today at work somebody asked me, I had a brainstorm session with a customer last week and we didn't deliver what we wanted delivered. And he was feeling bad about the yeah, outcome. Yeah. So I was asking him, why did you feel bad about the outcome? Because what was intentionally wrong? So, what was the thing why you couldn't deliver what you want? and then the thing was like the scope of the id was not where we want to go so that's why i asked oh it. no
1: i think it's a very valid point and it happens quite often i had a brainstorm session i had a workshop session we'll call it workshop session about uh, 2 weeks ago talking about crisis management all right and um how we're going to manage issues within the organization mm-hmm. and we lost an hour trying to define what a crisis is <laughs> It's true. Define what a crisis is. Well, my laptop won't work. Might be or might not be a crisis. And (laughs) half the team said, no, it's not. It's just a problem that needs to be resolved. Uh, But a a crisis is.
0: But it could be a problem for your team, but for the person that needs to work, it could be a crisis. So it depends on who you ask. And,
1: And that's why we, and that was the second panel we dealt with because the way I deal with my brainstorm. So we're talking about managing our brainstorms. We're talking about, you know, identifying scope and goal, we accept that. Um, we've got some saboteurs of creativity, which we'll try and get on to once we've worked this one out. Uh, what goes wrong when you have too many leaders in the room and that kind of stuff. Um, so, But uh, the way that I manage my brainstorm is I work on windows. So I have a window and say, look, we're going to need to do this. Once we've worked that out, <clears throat> which collected those ideas, we'll take those and we'll start to move on to the next one. And then we mm-hmm. start and they one build from the other. And so in this particular case, we had um, defined some of the areas of around crisis or uh, issue management. And then we started to go back to how you take those areas and how you gen, how you group them together. And then we got stuck on that loop, uh, which yes. took us, you know, lost the hour, which is fine. So we have to then reboot the time to move on. So it was important, though, that we reached a conclusion of sorts. Because you can't just leave things lying around or people don't see where the value is. So, yeah, that's that's uh, where I tend to work. And you're right, it can go wrong.
0: Yeah. And what do you need to do when it goes wrong is even important to know.
1: because You have you responsibility, need, yes.
0: And you need to be able to say, okay, this went wrong because of this, of this. And okay, that's a lessons learned for the future. It's about
1: creativity. It's about brainstorming something. Yes. It's not necessarily about it's a little bit, it's going to Frankfurt again, yeah? I mean, I took a journey to Frankfurt by train once, all right, which was very easy. I take one train from here to Cologne and one train from Cologne to Frankfurt. I ended up on five trains. It was a winter's night and it, the trains kept breaking down in the cold. And so we kept moving from station to station to station. But you did keep moving forward. Yes. So the, the brainstorm is there. But that was all part of somebody's leadership. And it's the same with the brainstorm. If you need to drop a subject, I would not have finished the session like you would said earlier. I would have said, okay, guys, so what is it important that we need to agree on? Or what is what decision will allow us to move forward? What is it that's blocking us? And the the sign of a leader when you're managing a brainstorm is to identify what those blocks are.
0: What if you have multiple people doing the same ah, yes. things and one is saying, okay, we need to stop and the other one is like, I want to continue.
1: Well, it's like any leadership situation. You have to take charge. So somebody yeah. has to take charge and they have to be not a strong character, but they have to be of uh, of the of, uh, to ensure that people are aware that the objective, this responsibility for this brainstorm is mine. And I want us to move forward. So thank you for joining me and all that kind of stuff. And we can all add mm-hmm. value and input. As we talked before, everybody needs to be able to have time to say stuff and identify the goals. What you do tend to have the problems are is where somebody feels they own a subject. So, like we did crisis management. If you have the help desk manager in there, and that help desk manager is very very strong. Uh, And they want to constantly push, hey, the help desk and Bart, if you are listening to this, I know that's not what you did. You weren't (laughs) there. I'm just using it as an example. All right. Then you need to be able to say to those people, look, uh, I know you're where you're at. Uh, I know we get it. Thank you very much. But let's just make sure everybody else agrees. And then ask somebody else a question.
0: Yes. But you say you don't need to be a strong character for that. But you need to be able to say all of those things. And not everyone is able to do it. Okay. It's yeah. also a little bit of training about seeing. hey, I am important enough or I am strong enough to say, I can manage this. I want to work this out. I need to fix things and I want the kid to continue with this.
1: Who's saying that? You or them? The person leading the, the session? The person
0: leading the session. Yeah, he or she needs, think... to, he needs to, be able to be able to say things like that. Okay. So let's talk
1: about how. How do you know that you're good at running a brainstorming session?
0: I don't know how you know that. Are is you it, able to know it? Is
1: it, I take no shit from anybody, so therefore I'm just going to go in and, and do this? So, or do you need to be a person that just is quiet to let other people talk? No, 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 it's an important question. Uh, right? And you yes, may not know the answers, but if you think about the brainstorm, when you go into a brainstorming session, are you the most important person in the room? No. Who is?
0: Everyone in there.
1: Everyone. So everybody is equal. Yes. Everybody has a re- responsibility of, of some kind. Yes,
0: but not everyone is able to take the leadership to finish things.
1: You definitely are an, a glass half empty girl. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. So let's, <laughs> let's just talk about something else that I was working on this weekend. I was working on collaboration. Mm-hmm. All right. And I was thinking about if I created a new team site to collaborate with uh, six people, all right, what is my role? My role is not a technical role of owning a team site and being able to set it up. It's to know whether everybody's adding value into that collaboration process. And also to know where that value is coming from. Now, that's my role. Now, what about the roles of the other people? What are they? They're obviously collaborators, not as in the French war kind of collaborators, not trying to upset everything, but... You know, they're they're collaborating with each other and sharing. And they have their responsibilities. So I think this is not about having strong leadership skills, but it is about being clear to people what their roles are. So now you're running a brainstorm. What do you tell the other people that their roles are?
0: Good question.
1: Well, you must do it because you run very good brainstorming sessions. <laughs> so it may be that you've just never thought about what the words might be or what you describe them as. How do you introduce your brainstorming sessions?
0: I Most of the time tell us t- tell what we want to achieve, where we want to go to, um, that everyone in the room is as important as they are and yeah. that they need to give in all of the information on the subjects they yeah. want to participate with because the more they participate, the better the outcome will be and the better the result will be at the end. So I... Don't define any roles of them. I only say that they are important for this session and that they need to participate with it.
1: And you treat them all as equals. Yes. Um, But maybe they don't think they're equals. That's when the problems start to arise.
0: Most of the time, yes. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and I've had them as well. I mean, I had brainstorm sessions where people think they're funny all the time. You know, So they say funny things and it can be distracting. And you have to find a way of just shutting some things and some people down yes and that's your job if you're heading up the you you will fail and we're trying not to fail because we believe the glass is always half full (laughs) this side of the table believe the glass is half full (laughs) all right tell me about a really great brainstorming session because you only had three or four that failed in 14 years. So tell me about a really great one that went well and what was the main attribute that allowed that to work well?
0: Um, I had one with a customer a few years ago. Um, What went well? The variety of people. So it was not one team. So the people in the room didn't know each other. So there was no boundary from... I'm not important enough because they didn't know which role they were until we start talking about, okay, let's introduce each other so that we know the names and know which role you are into. And even then they were like, oh, there is a manager here on the table, but I'm in here with them and I can say what I want and how I want it. And yes, that was really nice. And then we used Post-its for it.
1: Oh, the post-it tools.
0: Yes. So, just no computers. There was no single computer in there, only the one uh, from my colleague who was taking notes.
1: Yep, there's always one.
0: So, for the rest, no computers. No distraction, no phones, no computers, nothing.
1: But I think a lot of it is about the willingness of people wanting to make it work.
0: Yes, but if it is for something they are going to use as a tool or they can involve their personality or productivity or anything else, they are willing to participate in things like this.
1: and we talked earlier about having the right people in the room, yeah, you don't have the right people in the room, and I think the the problems you're talking about are where we chose the wrong people to be in the room, yeah, you know if you say to somebody that especially if they're a strong character. And you say things to them like, look, you know, when I know this is your focus and I know you care about it, but let's make sure that whatever you believe is also believed by other people so you can preempt those people and kind of tell them, identify with them, advise them how you would like them to behave in the room. You know, you bullshit them, yeah? You say, hey, Dave. Thanks very much for turning up today. I know you've got a lot of information and skills on here. All right. We know what they are. That's fine. But I need you to really try and help me. Help me <laughs> as we go through the session to get to this scope, which means that, you know, other people may have some ideas that disagree with you, but don't just sit in there yeah. and shout them down, let them come out. So you have to manage those individuals as it
0: well. It do reminds me of a brainstorm session we had together.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> I was waiting for those fateful words. Go.
0: We had a brainstorm session with the company we worked together Yeah, and um, I was there as a consultant in the role and you are my customer and I was taking over the brainstorm and you were taking in like, what about this, uh, Steve, we are coming there, wait a little bit longer. <laughs> so yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, you see, you do it.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, but you always know you can shut me down. It's not an issue. <laughs> it's not an issue. Um, there was uh, one other areas that I, I really wanted to try and uh, cover in here, in that there are we're trying to be creative within uh, our brainstorming session, mm-hmm. okay? and I came across uh, a list of some saboteurs of creativity. So we've had collaborators, yes. we've now got saboteurs. <laughs> all right, um, so things that stop people being creative. Okay, so things that basically people go, I'm not not creative, I can't think of, you know. And some of those things are, um, don't ask me to think outside the box.
0: Why not? You need to be able to think outside of the box. You don't always need to think about things you know. Just go free entirely and... If something is not possible, they will tell you.
1: That's true. But if somebody thinks that they have to be inside their space, that's what they're comfortable with, then you need to try and ease them out of it, don't you? But it is one of the problems. You know, the people in the room, you need to think about, make sure that they're not doing that. It's one anyway. The other one is, innovation is not really my cup of tea. I'm not innovative.
0: How can you not be innovative? Innovative. Everybody Everyone is innovative.
1: Is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think it's true, but it gets in the way. So you need to make sure if you're managing that meeting that you understand that every little improvement is, you know. The thing about uh, when people say that I'm not innovative, I say the thing is you know what works or what doesn't work. And what if you know what doesn't work, then you innovate to make it work.
0: Most of the time I make a comparison with... Um your kitchen.
1: My kitchen? No, everyone's kitchen. Okay, so a kitchen.
0: A kitchen. So if you place something in there, it needs to be logical start.
1: If you, sorry, you said place something. Yes. I thought you said play something. I was thinking, what do you play in a kitchen?
0: Place. <laughs>
1: place something in a kitchen, so yes.
0: It There's it a magic
1: triangle, isn't there?
0: Yeah, it needs There's to a kitchen p- triangle. Yeah, but it's also innovative. So people think about their kitchen and see how it's being built and they place the things like it's logical so why can't you do it another uh, times
1: no i think that's true i think that people think that innovation is some kind of special witchcraft magic power and i don't have it you know nobody has it everybody (laughs) has it i think everybody has it so maybe that's one of those things we talked about getting everybody set up in the meeting is we break those down and that's why going through these is worth doing we've tried that before i hate that in the middle (laughs) it's it's the death toll in any brainstorming session
0: everyone tried things before it didn't work, it will work the next time. Get over it and try to work again.
1: (laughs) Exactly. The reason it didn't work last time, it was the wrong time. (laughs) Things change, who knows. And if it doesn't work again this time...
0: You have tried it and you can't blame yourself anything.
1: We already know what our customers want.
0: How can you know if you don't ask them or talk with them or think about things? Nice, nice this will never work. Why not? Just try it.
1: Why not just try it? I like that. (laughs) Richard Branson's uh, autobiography. (laughs) Screw it. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, nice. Of course, nobody ever talks about Nike anymore. You know, Nike, just do it. I think there's a certain value. In Belgium here, we have uh, the company Kronos. And uh, I was hearing some stories about Jeff uh, over the weekend. That Jeff is the guy that runs yeah. Kronos. I know you know this because you've got a history with Kronos and stuff. But nobody else might. So hey, you guys. But this guy is, is the kind of center pin for how many companies now in the Kronos group?
0: I don't know, oh, hundreds or thousands. I think some seven, eight hundred. Yeah, okay. Or so even all of more. these
1: small little companies and uh, and you know collective power and part. But apparently he never takes notes. He's very laid back. If somebody says, "Hey, can I talk to you about this?" He, he just says, "Yeah, no problem." When can I come and do it? Oh, let's just do it now. You know, so you, you don't ask him unless you're ready and prepared. But yes. it, was, uh, it was great listening to the fact. And, um, the crazy
0: thing is he never takes notes, but Coronas have multiple buildings in yes. the area. And in the main building, he knows everyone by name that is working over there. And every morning when you walk in and he's there, he says good morning with your name. So yes. how does he know no, all of that? No, I know.
1: I got told exactly that. He says he never takes any notes, but he has a the memory for conversations. Yeah, he'll tell you what you said four months ago, and you know, scary, <laughs> scary, especially with my memory. All right, that will never work. Nobody will want to buy this. Same kind of thing. Yes, uh, there's no budget for this. I'm not a creative person. All of these things you have to stamp on as part of your brainstorming session to say that might be right, but yeah, maybe we need to try and work out what went wrong last time and then do something different this time. And that's what innovation is. Uh, but yeah, so there they tend to be the saboteurs of creativity. Um, and they're things to listen out to for when you're managing um, your the brainstorming b- yes, session. Yes,
0: Indeed. And everyone that is managing a brainstorm session have heard one of those arguments before.
1: Regularly.
0: Yes. And then it's just talk with the people, explain things, and they will try to do their best.
1: Yeah. I think it's most of these sort of saboteurs of creativity statements are all about making things stand still. Yes. Um, And if they kind of stand still and don't change, then why are you brainstorming in the first place if you're not there to try and make something different? Indeed. So let's just recap and then... Finishing off this managing the brainstorming session. So, and so everybody's giving his ideas.
0: Yes, very important. You need to have everyone participating.
1: Everyone participating. It's the kind of thing you put on a big post-it at the door for everybody to see why you're setting up, isn't it? Yes. Everybody participating.
0: Oh, maybe we need to do that next time we do a brainstorm. Put it on the door.
1: Oh, yes. No, I always do that. I use I use these big post-its, so we've got one in the studio with us today. Yes,
0: but I never put in the code, everyone needs to participate. Oh, no, I do So don't. we do need to put that on.
1: <laughs> if if it's a new group of people, what I will do is I'll do it like I create slides, a nice big image with text over the top. So I'll have around the room. In fact, I, hey, you know, well, it's another idea, but that's what we're here for because we know that together we create value. So here's the one that's been prompted. Um, I will have things on the wall that will challenge people while we're all sitting down and preparing. Because nobody ever turns up on time, do they?
0: No, true. And I do the same thing, but... Saying the code that everyone needs to participate. I never have used it a on a post-it. You. Yes.
1: That's okay. You need to put copyright Steve <laughs> at the bottom of it. That's mine.
0: No, Fusion Talk.
1: Fusion Talk. <laughs> nice. Fusion Talk. All right. So identify the goal. Because if you don't have something that you're constantly aiming for, you can't redirect people. Okay. Um, and Saboteurs of Creativity we've talked about. And the one I've left out is...
0: your Brainstorm Successfully. Or carefully. And to be sexually. yeah, and, and to be sexually. Successfully. <laughs> 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 All part of the
1: fun. Yeah, I think brainstorms aren't something that you do on the fly. Um, no. How need do t- you plan your brainstorms? Because you're creative, you're not logical, so you don't write down a list of things you're going to do in your brainstorm.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't.
1: Do you write anything down?
0: Uh, the scope of the brainstorm, where we, where I want to go. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And how many days do you end up thinking about the brainstorm?
0: Uh, from the moment I know I need to give it until the brainstorm is finished, exactly. and even then, after the words, still thinking about it. What I do do sometimes is, um, when preparing the brainstorm in the room, put up some questions. During the room and uh, if we have a bigger group one of my last brainstorm sessions was with 20 people i divided them into smaller groups and say okay now you're going to that question and think about I'll it get that.
1: i get that i just wanted to kind of think of that. but on the same thing in terms of preparing and for the brainstorm it just yeah. it's a constant thing rather than where you're going for it but yeah you work out solutions for all kinds of stuff yes so there you go managing the brainstorm
0: Welcome to Fusion Talk
1: with Anouk and Steve.
0: Yes, we are still talking about podcasting. Oh, good
1: morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Monday.
0: It's Monday. So, yeah, it's Monday evening. <laughs> okay, we are still talking about brainstorming.
1: There we go. Braincasting. Uh, We are. We're getting to the point now where we're talking about how we actually can kind of, we've done the brainstorming. Let's assume we've done the brainstorming. We've used some of our great tools and we'll talk about how we use post-its and and different techniques for collecting data on different kind of podcasts. But we decided uh, when we talked about managing the brainstorming um, that it's about the scope. Yes. It's about what we're aiming for. That's what our value is. So what we need to do is to be able to say, hey, look, we've got all of these ideas and thoughts and creativity and hopefully we've contained them enough so we don't have the stupid ones. Um, But there's always the stupid ones. (laughs) Because somebody says, there's never a wrong answer. Well, there is.
0: Most of the time there isn't, but sometimes, yes, there can be a wrong answer in there.
1: Always one or two or three or four. Yes. But that's it. The real skill is trying to be able to identify them. Yes. One of the techniques I use is by grouping them together.
0: I do the same.
1: Or do you just put the duplicates together?
0: No. I group. First of all, I put the duplicates together. And then I'm trying to say, okay, this is um, involving... Uh, creating new teams or creating new sites or something like that. And then I try to group them as much as possible together to have some basic groups where we are going to work with.
1: Okay. So what happens then is you end up with groups that are just not a group. They're just one or two post-its. Those are usually the silly ideas.
0: If they are two post-its, they are a group then, but then we need to think about things like, Okay, is this really something we want to get working on? Do we need to prioritize these ones as well? Or do we just say, okay, these ones are nice to have, but we don't need to have it immediately?
1: Yeah. So I think that you can categorize or decide whether they're important, but the value, of course, is whether it's to, going to drive the scope forward. Yes. Um And then there are things that will and things that won't. Or you re- suddenly realize your scope's too restrictive. Or possibly your scope was too wide. Yes. Um, And then people just managed to create. But by identifying the groups of ideas, then you can work out, you know, what it is we've actually been talking about and what are those ideas are.
0: And also for working them out in a later uh, stadium of all of this process, it's easier to have groups than just have ideas.
1: They're all ideas. But the, but you, what you've done is you focus them, I guess.
0: Yes, but I was thinking as a developer perspective, not only thinking about one ID. Because maybe if you create one ID, you work things out. You need to change all of that if you are doing something else from the same group. So oh, a smart! You need to combine them, and you need to work on the group and not only on one ID.
1: But that would be kind of a next step. You'd have to run another brainstorm or at least sit there and say, let's test this or try it or... Yes. Or build a demo and but see what it But if you looks have
0: like. already defined the groups in the first brainstorm, it's easier to work in smaller pieces Iterative. to get everything yeah, done. I agree with that.
1: So so the first thing is to, to for the ideation, identify the groups of ideas and then quantify them. So you need to... Uh, no, quantify them is the number thing. I don't want to qualify them So being able to write down what that idea actually is and what that is encompassing.
0: Yes, and also give some priorities on it. Which is the highest value that we need to achieve? Which is the best idea that we can do now? Um, Do we want to have something on a longer base or do we need to have something short notice? Are questions you need to wonder about?
1: So here's a tough question for you. How do you define value?
0: It's based on the scope. So your scope needs to be clear what you want to do. You need to know if we are some creating something for a short time of value, just for a few months to be used to cover for a bigger thing.
1: So, but how do you define that value? Because we've got all these ideas or groups of ideas on the board. So, I don't you know hey, we can do this by creating this application that will drive that application and then give us the result we need. So somewhere in there, you've got to say that's going to be valuable to the organization. But how do you do that? What criteria would you want to use to define something that's got value?
0: Do you have ever used a small, medium, large technique to ID's?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, in Agile, we use it all the time. Yes. Small T-shirt, medium T-shirt, large T-shirt. So that's how much time something will take or resources.
0: Time and resources, and it depends on the costs and all of that. And then it depends on if it is for short notice or not.
1: So value to you is is how much it costs and how much return you get from it in some way.
0: No, Not only that, it depends on why you need to have it. Explain, so let's say you creating a software integration and you need to only use it for five months, okay. You don't wanna spend much time about creating it because most of the time it takes more than five months to create it, yep, so the value of the things you need to create is different than when you are creating the same software. And you need to use it for five years.
1: Okay, so the your return on investment is low.
0: Yes. Because you're only
1: going to run it for a short period of time, so you don't want to throw a lot of money into it. So, is the relationship about the investment and how many people use it and how long they use it for in terms of your software? Yes. And of course, that's the dynamic model for the dot com industry. Yeah, knock something together, small easy to use and sell it to thousands and thousands and millions and millions of people at five cents a pop, which makes a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. Um, but of course, it's not as simple as that. So value to you is um, the uh, resources you need to put into it, whether it's money or people, and uh, the fact that it's going to get have some investment in the business and drive it forward. Yes. Okay, I get it. So when we prioritize things, we prioritize them that way.
0: But what is the value for you? Do you think do you have the same idea of it, or do you have another idea about what value is? Uh,
1: no, I think basically the same. I think that um, depending on what we're talking about, if it's a piece of software, I get it, or if it's if it takes ten days to create um, and uh, only two people are going to use it, then. Nah, I can't necessarily see the value, but if those two people are going to use it to uh, increase efficiency within the organisation by six percent, uh, then if it's six percent of a million quid every day, then all of a sudden you go, okay, yeah, there's 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 value in there. So th- th- there's simple plans where where it's just financial value in its financial sense, but sometimes it's not just about that, is it? So if you look, if you're looking at choosing partners or suppliers to work with you then it's not necessarily about what they cost it's maybe about how easy they are to contact or communicate with or whether they have a lot of people backing each other up uh, or whether they have the resources in place to deliver stuff that you need Um, and so it's a different kind of value but it, it usually is about the return you get from the things you put into it so yes. the ROI is important but value can be defined in different ways but I think it's always about the, the the basic triangle is cost versus usability versus functional functionality which is why I like um sprint scrum agile kind of techniques yes something I can knock together in two weeks can add a little bit of value and then I can build on it and, I, and increase that value So, yeah, I guess there's also, uh, so that's what I would do. So we prioritize them based upon what will add the best value and what will also drive the scope forward. Indeed. All right. So then we started moving on to uh, another area. And again, I'm stealing this from a presentation that I, I did there, which is the seven commandments of ideation. Um, and I just wanted to run through those as well, because I think they're the things we do anyway, uh, but I think they were quite good and we can take it from there. So one is focus first. So you do, you group them together and then focus on each of those groups so that you can work out where that yes. value is um, and focus on where you're at. And if, if you can't focus on something, eh, it's a kind of low priority. Nah, you know, it's meh. Nah.
0: It's something they probably won't be using or don't need. Really, don't need it.
1: Potentially, I think that's true. But it's definitely you're not going to get the enthusiasm to try and move something forward if nobody's interested in it in the first place, or they can't focus on it. Then, you know, but but there. So, but focus on on the priorities and then the value and stuff like that. Listen to your gut. I'm a big gut feel guy all right you know it does not matter that logically that's what we should do if it doesn't feel right i want to know why it doesn't feel right
0: yes um but what if you are in a group of three deciding on those things and all three have another feeling about it
1: what then i have yes um
0: how are you going to manage that one?
1: Well, no, I think it's fine. If they feel that something's right and I think it's wrong and and I'm outvoted, I don't mind. Because there's a reason that you back away and you let people choose those things. Mm-hmm. Because there's a, just a possibility that you can turn around and say, I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> it was interesting, funny today. Um uh, you, you guys may or may not know I run another podcast. Moraine Summers and I have been running Office 365 Distilled for five years now. And uh, we're also working together on a project. And we were t- walking today on some page work around SharePoint and stuff and around how we can sort of categorize these pages and, uh, and stuff like this. And it was quite funny. Uh, and I said, now what we need to do is we need to put a managed metadata in here. So rather than just a choice column, manage metadata, and then, because then we can do the classification. Da, 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 da. No, it's too much. Don't want to do that. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we, they moved on. And um, I then went to get a glass of water, and I could hear them talking. As I'm coming down the corridor, I could hear Moraine going, he's right, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> This is where this is what I know. What I hate, hate about him, he sits there and puts these things into play, and it ends up being right.
0: Oh, he uh, doesn't like. You know, he doesn't do like that. It. No,
1: I know. <laughs> but but it was. I, I really don't mind. I mean, again, I'm. I, I and I have a great relationship. But I, I, I still wouldn't say I told you so. Not. Not with uh, something like that. And you don't want to anyway.
0: Oh, yes, you will. No, I won't. I
1: won't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I, I might. <laughs> Possibly. But it was really cool. But I then actually, I, I couldn't remember the word, the crew de gras. I said, and you can then also use that managed metadata to run your workflow to publish them on your homepage. And you went, no, might do. Possibly. It could. So I think we'll, we'll probably have to, uh, actually, we're going to test it all on Friday. Um, but it was quite funny. Uh, all right. I was going through my list, wasn't I? And I got distracted. Yes. Um, okay. Um, oh, I love the next one. Kill your darlings. But I like that one. That one's so right. When reality is, you know, logically, it's not going to work. Don't waste time on something that, you know, you just <laughs> like because that's the way you've always done it in the past, you know. Kill yes. your darlings.
0: Yes. You need to try to change things and get people involved in change. So, yes, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, that's true. Another key one, a really interesting one. Um, see the difference. Because you've got all these things grouped together. But you need to look and say, why is that group
0: different than the other one?
1: better or worse or is where is it bringing different value so you could run a brainstorming session you could say two th- those two things together and say guys look let's just take five minutes here write down on the post-its why they're different not what's better than the other but just why they're different uh, because that would also uh, help you prioritize them and, and work out where they're going
0: it's the same like you could have done with marine today a lookup column or cho- choice column or managed metadata? Why are they different and why is one better than the other one?
1: I know why. that Yes, we <laughs> could have done that. That's true. But uh, I know why no people move away from managed metadata. It has got some restrictions. Uh, yes. On another project we're working on, um, I added a managed metadata column to a very large document library. And it said too many. You can't have another one. You've now reached your five or seven levels of choice columns, okay, so I had to rethink that one through. So there are reasons for not doing But in this particular case, it was about trying to fully automate the distribution, the the uh, publishing of pages. So if I publish a page, I want it just to appear in this web part or mm-hmm. there or there or there. And we didn't really want to go down the search loop. And so that's why you had managed metadata. That's one more thing people now need to know yes. how to do. And I need to add something to the message. So it's, I understand where it was coming from. But in the end, it was the way forward.
0: I will be offline on on Friday when you guys are testing because I know Marine ends up with questions about the workflow. <laughs> I will contact me.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, two more to go and then we'll call it quits because it is moving on. And we've been talking for quite a long time. Yes. All right. Choose with your heart. So it's interesting, listen to your gut, but choose with your heart. You know, I love that idea. And I know you and I both do this, that creative feeling that's good. So choose with your heart. And uh, label the winning ideas.
0: That's an interesting one. It
1: is, it's a cool one.
0: Why do you label the winning ideas?
1: Well, you know, we had all of those saboteurs. Oh, we can't do that. Customers won't like it. What about the ones where customers will love that? That is a winning idea. It might not have been the value of what you were trying to bring in. But it's part of the value, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, label them with, you know, the winning ideas. Customers will love that. Oh, that will also help us with this problem. Yes. Yes. And and they're kind of like lines from your <laughs> ideas. They're not part of the matrix or the the um, interaction between your. Uh, it's just a, a, a red cloth. Teletape it. tape it. Go. That is going to help us with our customer problem over here that we're not talking about now. So it's <laughs> an offshoot. So I I it's one of the most important ones. Label the winning ideas because that's part of your value chain.
0: And those things are the there were seven, I guess.
1: There were seven, yes.
0: Most of them, nobody does. Or don't don't identify them and don't think they are doing it.
1: No, I don't think they do. I think that the idea of coming up with that list allows you to put a thought process in place. Yes. So it's something you can do as part of your planning, your brainstorming. So when everybody's put their ideas on post-its or whatever they're using, a mind map or wherever you're at, people think you've done the brainstorming now.
0: No, there is a lot more to do after your brainstorm.
1: Because what tends to happen is somebody collects all the post-its, puts them in a the pile, and just bugger all with them. Yes. Which is a problem.
0: Yeah, he need, the person needs to do something with it. They need to make a task for it or something like that, and they need to create something so people know what the outcome from the ba- brainstorm is.
1: I think what we should do is uh, follow that one up on episode two. Yes. What do you do after the brainstorm?
0: Very good one. Cool. Welcome to Fusion Talk.
1: With Anouk and Steve. Well, that was fun.
0: Yes, it was.
1: First podcast.
0: Yes, my first podcast ever.
1: You've lost your podcast virginity. (laughs) You knew that was coming. I saw the look in your eyes. Can I stop him? Can I stop him? No, I can't. Too late.
0: (laughs) Yes, I did. So
1: I guess I should ask, was it good for you?
0: It was a creative day like this because I did my first podcast. I finished it together with you. And I also created my first vlog today. So it was creative. Big
1: day. Big day. (laughs) Well, look, we give ourselves a couple of goals on these podcasts where we share our tools, share our methods. And try and generate new ideas.
0: I think for this one, most of them we did. We didn't share any tools about brainstorming. That's we true. Just mentioned a few of them, but I think that will be uh, for the next episodes. We will talk about tools for brainstorming because you have so many different tools. Yeah, you can do. Um, they are too much to do it in one podcast.
1: No, but I think that we talked about some tools yes so i think we shared where they were relevant like post-its we always use post-its
0: <laughs> one of our favorite
1: <laughs> <laughs> everybody needs to have a post-it box <laughs> they just drag it out when they need to um but i think we've talked about where we use post-its and how yes. we use them like grouping them together so that is a tool or is that a method that's a great question
0: uh, probably good. a method a method yes but actually
1: we don't really care it's no. positive it works so that was good And we still think Fusion Talk is the right title at the end of this first podcast. I like it, actually. Yeah. Fusion Talk. Oh, So,
0: now we have a name. We did our first podcast. Now it's time to get on social media with it.
1: Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, look, I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, I'll let ladies go first.
0: Thank you for listening and hope you tune in for the next time.
1: I assume you have a handle on Twitter. Yes. It is...
0: Hashtag Anouk or Oh no, Twitter is at sorry. It's ah. <laughs> just my name.
1: Okay, whenever you talk about social media, it's always very, very good to know what the <laughs> angles are.
0: <laughs> it's just my name. And I'm going to let people try to spell it correctly.
1: Oh, don't! I'm terrible. I live in Belgium. Obviously, I'm a Brit, and everybody's names got these weird uh, pronunciations of characters. Yeah, There's no logic. You even write
0: my name wrong, so.
1: I know. I do. She told me off once. I was very, very naughty. <laughs> um, and care. Yeah, and from my point of view, if you just search for sy Steve," S E I Steve, anywhere, Google or Twitter or. Instagram or
0: LinkedIn or anything. Yeah,
1: you'll find me, and uh, send us some messages. So if you've enjoyed it, tell us how it went.
0: Give us feedback you so know, we can improve.
1: Absolutely, especially like for that.
0: me because you have more experience in creating <laughs> podcasts. Yes, yeah, yeah,
1: maybe, maybe.
0: <laughs> you do it more than five years already. That's true.
1: Anyway, <laughs> let's say goodbye. So, Steve, saying goodbye.
0: Goodbye to you all. Welcome to Fusion Talk
1: with Anouk and Steve.